Hello and welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, the show where we review, rate and rank anything that emerges from our cup. As always, I'm Dan and with me is Joe, who will kick things off for us. Okay, as ever, those five-star reviews, as promised, we're going to read out. So we've got one here from Radman London, really enjoying the way to work. <laughs> really enjoying this on the way to work. Yeah, well, we we guide people through their lives. Uh, and looking forward to giving them some suggestions on X. So uh, don't forget that, guys. That two G one C pod for our next reviews and what you want us to talk about. So this week, in fact, we're going to go a bit of a strange one because we do review anything. But this week, we are going for bread. Yes, it's it's a tough one. Um, and just to clarify, we're not talking about the band. No, and we're not talking about Bread, the 1988 uh, show uh, sitcom that starred the only, I believe, guest appearance of Paul McCartney. That was episode 4.7 that had Linda and Paul McCartney involved. So that will be for oh, another right. day for all you Bread fans. Yeah, well, they were a Scouse family, weren't they? The Boswells. I so believe it, and the episode fair. name was Joey Gives Freddie an Ultimatum. Oh, I assume not Freddie Mercury. It could be, but mm, I, right. I, I don't that... know. I think the two would have clashed. Mercury and McCartney in one episode of Bread. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, um, speaking of Bread, though, the band. So people might know their songs, Make It With You and um, Everything I Own. Do you know how they got their name? How? So they were trying to think of a name for the band and couldn't think of anything. And they thought, well, let's have something starting with the letter B. Because at the time you had the Beatles, well, just before them, you'd had the Beatles, the Bee Gees. Um, and as they were doing it, a bread truck drove past, and they oh. said, "Let's go for bread." Oh. I mean, the thing is, mm-hmm. I've I've said this to people before. It's just when you hear a name of a band before they're big, generally it sounds rubbish. But when they're big, you're like, "Oh wow, that's uh, that's, yeah. that's a great name." Yeah, like Ocean Color Scene. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, their name came by literally opening the dictionary at three places and like oh, really? taking the first word they saw. Well, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. We were selling something on eBay the other day, and we had to meet up with them. And they had a band, and it was called, I can't remember exactly, it was something like Frictionless Circle, or something like that. Shout out Frictionless Frictionless Circle. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Frictionless Circle, if uh, they're still going well. And I just thought, that sounds like such a stupid name, but at the same time, if they made it big, it would sound like such a cool name. Mm. Mm. I wonder how they got it, because you asked them how they got the name. No, I try not to talk to these people. These people. Transaction and out. Gosh, very, very cold. Yeah, yeah. so I'm a very, very cold human being. (laughs) Well, this is true. This is true. So, bread, the food stuff. Yes. So, I had a look on, I mean, I know what bread is, obviously, but I thought I'd have a look on Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. Um, And, well, this is where we might get a bit of an explicit warning for our our show. Hmm. Um, So, definition on Urban Dictionary for bread the shit you throw at ducks to get them to fuck off. I mean, but I, th- I don't think that's they've true. They've chosen rude language. But it's but not evident. But it's, it's also incorrect. You... Yeah, it's true. Because you, you it, it, it draws them to you, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, they're just using rude language for the sake of rude language, which I uh, I condemn. If you're going to use rude language, make it worthwhile. You've got to make it count. Otherwise, yeah, it exactly. it. I used to work with yeah. someone who used the C word, like, every sentence and it, it cheapened the impact of it yeah it's, it's a good word and it's a word that should be used but at the right time sparingly 
Yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. what it's what gives it, it's, it. Two things give it gravity is the fact that you don't use it very often, and the fact that a lot of people go, "That's a disgusting word," and so obviously you use it more. Mm-hmm. So, so bread. So, first thing I thought of wasn't actually the food. It what was the money. But yeah, 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 it was the slang. Well, two forms of slang. So one was yeah, money like dough, bread. Um, the other one was brown bread, dead. Uh, yeah, the Cockney, Cockney, Cockney rhyme slang. Um, but fun facts. So it's one of the oldest foods. Apparently, thirty thousand years old. Yeah, it's, it's, it, goes, it goes back. Um, and what do you think is the most popular? type of bread well actually can you name so i found there were typically 16 types of bread right 16 Um, 16 types of bread can can you name them 16 i'm not going to be able to get all 16 but i actually i read somewhere there was about a hundred different types well i think these are sort of the 16 that you would commonly find, say, in a in a, sh- I guess, in the supermarket or All right, well, a widely and, known. Let's try and do this uh, quickly for the uh, for the listener. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a loaf of bread, slice no, of no. bread. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. What? Loaf, loaf of bread and sliced bread. <laughs> well, no, I meant the oh, same you're so, thing. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, no, no, no. So, for example, <laughs> for example, white bread. Um, we have. Um, sourdough. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Like, oh, I thought you were saying loaf of bread is one type. Slice. No, bread no, is no. I was just trying to be more <laughs> articulate <laughs> because the sourdough is also a loaf of bread. Oh, so, so I was just trying to right. articulate. So I, like, so speaking to a Neanderthal like yourself. I yeah, just sorry, I've been break I've been it a... down a little bit, and clearly it needed it. Yeah, I've been a complete prick there, but um... yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, tickled, so it did tickle bread, me for a second. It, more specifically, the sliced loaf that you would get in uh, your supermarket. Mm. So, do I? Is that one? So much for doing this quickly. That yeah, that is not one. No, that's not a type of bread. What sliced? Sliced bread, like no. a loaf of bread. Oh no, 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 no. That's not a type of bread. No, I have it downstairs. It's definitely a type of bread. Yeah, but that. Yeah, but sliced is what you do to it. You could, yeah, but be... the loaf I'm talking about again. We're going back. That no, but it's got to be the type. No, but it's got to be the type. What, what's the type? What would of you, bread? How would you define that? Well, there's, is it white bread? Is it whole wheat? Are bread? we going for every color? No. How many colors are there? No, well, no. Right. So rainbow colors. Sh- sh- right. Shall I, shall I go through the sixteen? Yeah. Yeah. Shall go, I go through, through the sixteen. This right. clearly has failed. <laughs> this is what should be very simple. Um, and actually, I was right to take the piss because sliced isn't the type of bread. Anyway, white, wheat, whole wheat, multigrain, whole grain, sprouted grain, sourdough, rye, pumpernickel, brioche, challah, flatbread, cornbread, baguette, ciabatta, and soda bread. What about rainbow bread? Rainbow bread is just a colour. So it's white. No, but the... The rainbow bread is just the dye. White is because it's it's the way it's made makes it white. Hmm. Whereas but all they've I done is all they've the done with rainbow is made with <laughs> with rainbow. rainbow. All they've done is taken white and just. I suppose I don't actually on. like that. I don't like the idea that it tastes exactly the same as a normal bagel. But those things I find weird when like they did it with green ketchup back in the day. Yeah, yeah. That tasted yeah. like ketchup. 
Yeah, which just makes you realise, oh, maybe there's not that many tomatoes used in this product. No, indeed. So what's, what's your favourite type of bread? Um, I do like a baguette, like a really nice, crispy, mm. well-filled, filled with tuna and cucumber, maybe even mm. a bit of lettuce. Baguette, I do like that. Good with soup as well. Good with soup, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I like I like the, the hulla bread. It's nice. Yeah, I mean, that's that sweet. Good. Um, yeah, it's certainly got a lot of... Um, Certainly, I think I don't know if it's got sugar in it. I assume a lot of bread does, but uh, yeah. I assume it does. But it's got a lot of egg. I think that's what gives it its sweet flavour. Do you know what the most expensive loaf of bread is? Now, I personally have an issue with this because it it's got gold and silver flakes in it. Yeah, that's strange when they do. They do that with actually more food than you realise and drinks. There's alcohol. Yeah. In there. I mean, old slogger, yeah. Does it add anything other than the cost? I think it's just ostentatious. Like you see the stakes covered in gold. Yeah, I've you, seen think, it. you think, well, okay, I understand if you're buying an expensive steak because it tastes really nice or it's special. Yeah, and it's really big or whatever. Fine. Then I do think, well, when there are people starving in the world and everything, do you really need to be eating gold? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't. The, the starving thing, I can, I can get past. I just don't see the point. No, I like, mean, I, 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 I wouldn't pay for the color of my food. I'd no. pay for the flavor. I'd pay for the size. I don't necessarily pay for the color of my food. No, I just find it. I find that's all, gold. all I feel it is. No, I agree. I just find eating gold is is a weird thing to do. So anyway, this one um, was about fifteen hundred euros. It's also about thirteen hundred quid or so. About fourteen hundred quid uh, because it had gold and silver flakes in it which to me is is a bit of a nonsense like the the, the what should be the case is how much does it cost without all that yeah, but how does it work the gold and silver flakes like if i took that loaf of bread mm. and melted it down would i be able to get that gold and silver and turn it into something i could sell yeah but i guess it so it how must can be, it be so but it must be so thin that it's it's I mean, it can't be good for you to eat because you shouldn't be eating gold or metal. But yeah, but like, it, like it you must say, be so I've thin seen it in alcohol, and it's obviously legal to do it. Yeah, but it's incredibly thin. It's like thinner than like when you see it on those steaks and stuff. You know, it cuts. I know gold is soft anyway, but it, it cuts straight away. So I'm guessing it's like even thinner than the thinnest foil. So if you melted it down, I guess it wouldn't really amount to much at all. Yeah. So, the, so but I it just, can't. I agree. It cannot be good for you. Yeah. It just. It just. Something about it doesn't sound right. What, eating gold? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, I'd have to go with that. On a few, few levels. I'm all for people spending money on what the hell they want. I'm not going to judge them for it. I just don't see the point in it. No, I agree. I'm very, I, very, very kind of, uh, not sure I'd ever eat gold. No. I mean, even if I was a billionaire, though. No. I just I don't, <laughs> I don't see the point. No, because also, if, if you're saying, oh, I need to be rich enough... I know you're saying you're not, but if one was to say, I need to be rich enough to eat gold, yeah. at what point do you look at your bank account and think, oh, just another tenner, and then I can yeah. start feasting on Yeah, I just, on, I, don't, on gold. I just don't see it adding anything to my life. So like I say, if I was a billionaire, what, mm. what, what is the point in this? But then I guess I'm not, you know, I'm not a very showy person. But I assume all the people that eat this stuff just want other people to know that they've eaten it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no one. I, I can't imagine anyone is eating 
anything gold plated, any food gold plated with gold in it without taking photos, without posting on Instagram, all that nonsense. They're not doing it for their own. Yeah, it does seem to be the uh, the case. That's that's for sure. It's very very odd, though. I do find it find it very strange. But uh, on a slight side note, you want to know the longest loaf of bread ever baked was? Oh, at last you ask a proper question. Well, there we uh, go. That's only the hard hitting stuff. Yeah. One point two kilometers. One point two kilometers. Apparently, I've got no other facts for that, but apparently it's one point two kilometers. But presumably, that's lo- that's loads of loaves of, loaves of bread stuck together, though. No one's got I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I, I, I don't know to be honest. It has to be because no one's got an oven that big. Well, maybe they have some one of these ovens that you can, um, like, put the loaf in, and it's like a conveyor belt, and the, it's open on both sides, and it just slowly bakes it, and then you just have this huge on the other side because it's you know if it's not baked yet. It's just a soft substance. Yeah. You just keep squeezing out the substance on this huge conveyor belt, and it just keeps pushing out and out. Does this oven exist? I don't know. I have absolutely no facts. Oh, I'm, right. just, um, <laughs> I'm just giving you my feelings. Um, but I can't see it any other way. Otherwise, you're right. It's just you're cooking a whole load of baguettes. Yeah, because then... Putting them on, onto each other. I mean, one point two kilometers is is a long way, but it's it's beatable if you wanted to get in the Guinness Book of Records. It's probably not easy. Well, no, it's not easy actually, is it? Because that's yeah, it takes time, and you probably need a hell of a lot of people as well. They're probably probably people just holding it for a few hours. Yeah. So well, you would hold it. You'd put it on the floor, wouldn't you? On tables. Well, if well, if it needs to be, if it's the um, conveyor belt situation that I explained to you, it would. Would, it could get stuck on the ground and ruin the whole thing. It could split. So you need feeders, like people that just, and a feeder at the other end eating it. But <laughs> um, you'd need someone kind of people just holding onto it, keeping it moving, keeping it smooth. Because that's, because if, if a baguette is 60 centimeters. Is that the rule? Long. Well, no, I've just made that up. I'm just trying to think. Oh, I thought there was an actual kind of law to the. Uh, <laughs> the Parisian law of baguette. baguette. Um, yeah. You need two thousand baguettes. To get Oof, that that's good mathematics. Yeah, I mean so, that's a lot of baguettes. I do right. like a baguette, as I, as I stated. I must say. And yeah. uh, another fun factoid for you: mm-hmm. apparently, the Great Fire of London started in a bakery. Yeah, but that's going to have to be uh, taken into account when we review bread. It was, you can uh, get fires at bakeries; they are very hot places. Indeed, it was pudding late. And oh, interesting fact: do you know why? As a rhetorical question, Pudding Lane was called Pudding Lane, not because they made desserts in it, but because um, I believe back in the day, that's what they called horse manure or cow pats. Pudding. Called Pudding. That's uh, why they had terrible diets back in the yeah. day. Yeah, and that was somewhere, I think, where they chucked it or where it was like stored or something like that. Hmm. Um, I might have completely got that wrong, but it's not Pudding because of yummy puddings. Hmm. Um, I don't actually like the word Pudding. Don't you? Too child, too childlike. I think. Yeah, what do like you call it. dessert? Dessert. Oh, I call it dessert. Yeah. Call it or exactly sweet. sweet, sweet, sweet. Sweet. If, if I have guests, I say, would you? Would anyone like some sweet? I always find that uh, weird. pudding. I, I don't that. like pudding. Is like what you say to your child or something. You know, it's pudding. Afters. Yeah. Afters are okay. Yeah. I don't mind. I think dessert. Dessert's my go-to. 
How many sandwiches do you think are being sold a second in uh, the UK? Um, oh, crikey. On average, I reckon 20, no, I've got 25, idiot. 250. 380 a second. Around 12 mm. billion sandwiches are eaten every year. In the UK? In the UK, I don't know. 12 billion sandwiches. That's quite a lot. But I, I reckon that doesn't take into account drop sandwiches. What do you mean? What's a drop sandwich? So, like, say if you bought a Greg's or something, you know, there are yeah. others out there, a Wenzel's, <laughs> um, and you dropped your sandwich. Well, I reckon the sale of that sandwich would count towards that tally. No, of course it would. <laughs> of course. Yeah, but it's not unless... Yeah, but they assume they have. Unless, yeah, uh, unless... Though those numbers could be slightly skewed with the droppers. So we say we need attacked by pigeons and seagulls and things like so that. So we saying we need people to if they drop their sandwich to go and declare it. They go in and say, I would like my sandwich taken off the struck, struck from the records. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These records are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Twelve billion minus one. Um so that bring actually that brings up a bit of a theological, which isn't the right word, um debate. You have two you have a slice of bread, you put yep. I don't know, jam on it. Put another oh, slice on yes, top. Yes. You like this, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, you've, let, got, you've got a sandwich. A, we're going to have a little mini masturbate right in the middle of this. <laughs> yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> no time like the present. No, so then no you've time. got a sandwich, don't you? You've got bread, jam, a nice slice of bread. You've got, you've got a sandwich. Yeah. Now, if you get a knife mm-hmm. and you slice it through the middle, what yeah. have you got? It depends on the situation. Well, you're in your so kitchen. If you're, you're, in your kitchen. If you're, if you're, you're in the kitchen, it's on your plate and you've cut it in half, You've still got a sandwich. Mm. Now, if you take one of those halves and put it on another plate and go into another room and say, here's a sandwich for you to someone and here's a sandwich for you to someone, you've created two sandwiches. That's the difference. I just... I understand the theory behind it. I'm not sure where I sit on it because I get what you're saying. if, If you go somewhere and they're serving sandwiches... And they're half sandwiches. You don't count what you've eaten as half a sandwich each one. You just say, I've had a sandwich. But it's definitely half a sandwich. But if you're at a kid's party, say, and they, they, because your kid's there, not just because you randomly turned up, but they they cut a sandwich into four um, triangles. Your your kid has one. You say, oh, good good boy, you've had a a sandwich. And maybe he has another three. Say, oh, you've had four sandwiches. That's really good. However, at home, if he had one piece of bread, jam, piece of bread, one sandwich, you'd say, oh, you've had one sandwich. Yes, but you're trying to trick the child. You're not, you don't actually think that that child has had four sandwiches unless you've managed to trick yourself. It's like when a child wants more dessert and you just kind of cut the dessert, what they've got in half and go, oh, look, you've got two. And they're like, brilliant. But you don't actually believe that. So, all right. So if you go into Tesco, right, and you buy, or other supermarkets are available, and you buy one of those triple sandwich packs. Yes. How many sandwiches are you getting in there? Well, I mean, technically one and a half, but I would say you're getting three. And clearly it's been pushed through by law because you can't sue them. Why can't you sue them? Well, because, well, I'm get, maybe you can, but I'm guessing no one has. Wow. Maybe after Let's this, get a class right? action going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Um... See, to my mind, yeah, I think I've fallen for the, the marketing gimmick because that's... Yeah, it's one and a half. 
No, 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 no. I'm, I'm seeing that as three sandwiches, but it's not. It is one and a half. No, it's one and a half, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to actually get into it. But it's been separated and given and moved. I think that's the point. It has to be moved. Once you, once you move it, you create more sandwiches. Mm. Okay. So if I, okay. if I get six sandwiches, cut them in half, put them on a platter, take them outside, people think, oh, look, there's sandwiches, and they'll count. They'll think that there are 12, but there's actually just six. Hmm. So okay. the moving moving away from the cutting area is the main That's thing. The cut, literally the cutoff. Yeah, yeah, I would okay. say. I can live with that actually. Yeah, okay. I think if I if I was a lawyer in this situation, <laughs> that would be my argument. When your big wig. Yeah, yeah. Um, top three most common breads in the world. Any thoughts? Um, well, I was so chestated in the way that I described. Chestated bread before the the regular bread. Can I call it that? The sliced bread, the loaf. Surely that's one of them. No. Or, so or are we talking about into the trap again? The type, the actual type. Okay, so well, white, brown, yep. and granary. No, no. What was the last one? Granary. No, uh, white. You're right. Is number one. Number two, surprisingly, is uh, baguette. Oh, number two is baguette above yeah. brown. Yeah, and three is whole grain bread. I mean, you kind of count whole grain as brown. Like I've I, been to I think they, they yeah. white or brown, and it does end up being whole grain. What? Yeah. I mean, what your, what's your view on having bits in the bread? I don't like bits in the bread, like rye bread. I don't like. I don't, I like, don't like rye bread. I agree because it like... has flavor at the back of the teeth is how yeah, I describe it. I, I, I don't like the flavor of rye bread. People love it with like salt beef or smoked salmon. Yeah, like I'm not a fan, but I like yeah. I like stuff around my bread. I don't mind like seeds or something like that. Like I like granary crust. bread. I do like granary bread. Mm. Mm. Seeded is okay as well. Yeah, around around the crust, I'm happy with that. Do you know where Baker's dozen comes from? No. So apparently, bakers back in the day tried to uh, kind of basically get away with not giving as much bread, uh, and so they had to bring in a law to do it by weight, and so effectively to make to ensure that they were within the weight of the amount of bread that you were actually meant to be buying, they put thirteen loaves. What's going to Yeah, so apparently oh, yeah. it's just a, a legal thing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. hmm, that's a good fact, and <laughs> you keep because you keep going on about sliced bread. And loaves of bread. So yeah. the the saying, the best thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know when sliced bread came about? I see you eagerly checking your fact sheet. I don't sheet. know. I don't know the date, but I do know that within five years of it being created, eighty percent of bread, bread sold in the US was pre-sliced. Yeah, we must website. Yeah, I wonder what website. <laughs> um, Nineteen twenty-eight. Was, uh, it's a bit later than I'd expect, actually. So it's quite a good, quite a good saying. It is, but apparently the uh, toaster was invented before the sliced, the slicer. That's a good one, really. Yeah, apparently so. I suppose it makes sense. Because suppose, yeah, it does. You can slice yeah. bread manually to whatever thickness one desires, as opposed to an actual uh, piece of machinery. But also, do you know what they used to use to erase graphite? In other words, a pencil, bread. Before they invented I... the rubber. Yeah, I think I knew that one actually. Yeah, a rolled up piece of bread. So it's good for picking up. Uh, if you ever smash a glass, and it goes on the floor, and sometimes you can use your vacuum or whatever. 
but also you can use if you if you run out of vacuum and you've only got yeah you can run out yeah Uh, but like say if it's on the countertop or something like that you can Mm. use uh, bread 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 sauce yeah I can imagine like quite cheap white bread would actually do a very good job sticky yeah Yeah, because yeah I don't really that kind of bread is okay but not a huge fan no full of gluten Um, (laughs) so. If oh, speaking of sandwiches that we were talking about before, mm-hmm. if how and we talked about quantity of sandwich, the definition, but what what defines a sandwich? So if I was on this side of the planet and you were on the other side, which let's say for incorrectly, but let's say for this is Australia, yeah, and I put a sandwich bit of bread on the floor, and you on the other side. Put a bit of bread on the floor. Have we then made an earth sandwich? Um, I mean, I've never thought of it in that way. Uh, I think technically you have, but you would need to be able to eat it. And I don't think there's a person that could open their mouth that wide. You don't think someone could open their mouth that wide? No, I don't think. I mean, I've never been proven either way. I don't think anyone's tried to eat the earth. No, I think that's a struggle. Yeah. But it is technically a sandwich, though, wouldn't it? Sorry, what? It would it would be a sandwich, though, wouldn't it? I mean, I think technically it would, yeah. Because if you did have someone that was big enough, then it it would technically work, wouldn't it? Yeah. Even yeah, though it's that big, they wouldn't notice... Uh, they wouldn't notice the bread. They'd actually no. get more bread from the actual insides than the outside. Yeah, well, that's a big thing, actually, when it comes to sandwiches, is uh, a ratio is very important. Ah, yes. The bread to filling ratio, I would define it as. Yeah, because actually that's where a lot of these supermarkets and everything really stitch you up. Because on the what's like the the inside, um, you know, cross section of a sandwich, they fill the middle of it with loads, so it looks like it's a packed sandwich. But actually, oh, when you yeah. take it out of the packet, round the, the edges and the corners, there's like nothing there. It's just two bits. Oh, of bread. Yeah. I hate it when it's not spread. Yeah, that's where they you, do it. You need a good spread out. Always need a good spread. Yeah, 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 it's very, very important. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when when you go... So I, I like those places in town you get that make the sandwich in front of you. They tend to be fairly generous with their portions. You mean like Subway? I suppose Subway, but I'm talking a little bit more like independent sandwich place. Uh, okay. You know, the, you pick the type of bread, you pick the, mm. the fillings, the salad. You every, I don't know why, but the crisps and the drinks are always way more expensive there than anywhere else on earth. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. They always are. It's like three quid for a packet already sorted or something like that. <laughs> I mean, sandwich, uh, sandwiches are just a rip-off anyway. They are. They are cheap food. But they they really do fill a hole at lunch, don't they? Yeah, it's just convenience food, isn't it? Um, yeah, for sure. And the other thing that I noticed is how bread advertising has changed over the years. So I don't know if you can recall. I mean, it was obviously before your time, but I'm sure you're aware of it. The Hovis adverts with the little boy on the bike going down the cobbled streets. Oh, kind of, yeah, in yeah. In like Yorkshire or something. The first one in 1972 was direct, directed by Ridley Scott. Yes, that's right. I yeah. did hear that. More, uh, more to come on him later. But now we have Warburton's. Have you seen the Warburton's adverts? Is that the Robert De Niro one? There's loads. So there's uh, Samuel Jackson is the latest one, but in the past they've also had, yeah, Robert De Niro. George Clooney and Sylvester Stallone 
I mean, fair play to them. I mean, their advertising budget must be enormous. Well, I mean, they sell a lot of bread. I mean, if you're making that many sandwiches, literally billions, yeah. you're going to make a lot of money. Are, are people that loyal to bread? Types oh, bread? absolutely, I think people are. To, to brands or types? Because to me, I'm loyal well, I to say brands and types. Really? Yeah, I would say a lot of people would be like a Warburton's household or um, I can't think of any King's other Mill. name of the company. Hovis, Kingsmill, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think very much people would would get a brand they like and they just stick to it forever. Really? Hmm. Yeah, I think so. I've never, I actually, be, I, I don't really buy sliced bread that often. I just don't, I find it boring. So like when I'm eating bread, it's often bagels, rolls, baguettes, whatever it might be, mm. but not your standard square sliced bread. I've moved I've moved away from that actually in recent years. Yeah, I think adults kind of tend to. I think the sliced bread is more for you. You kind of buy it more at lunchtime, don't you? As opposed to having yeah. it at home. Yeah, I suppose kids often prefer it. Although yeah. they do now um, crustless bread, which I find. Oh, really? Good. Yeah, isn't the crust the best part of the bed, bread, or is that just a massive lie that? That's a lie that you've children. been peddled. Yeah. So I mean, my like I, stuff like that is always just I've never fallen for it. My grandma used. I used to when I used to have a satsuma, I still do it to be honest. Satsuma, I peel all the white bits off it, yeah, as any great. normal human would do. And my grandma used to get really frustrated watching me do it, and she'd go, "No, no, no, that's the best bit." And I say, "What was in no one's book?" Well, it's probably because grandma wasn't happy about having all this horrible white stringy stuff all around the house. No. Throwing it around. (laughs) Left left on the table as she has to clean up after little Daniel. I was actually very tidy, love you know. Very tidy, meticulous, some might say. Um, So, bread. I think we've covered quite a lot of uh, of bases there. Well, we've gone through, I mean, it's a a large subject. It can get larger, but... uh, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I think overall we have to admit we do like most people like it. And it serves a very, very important purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a staple, really. Yeah, it? absolutely, absolutely. So, are we going to rate this? We, stuff? Need to, we need to rate bread. Good point. Yeah. Ah, uh, I'm. Well, I know I'm more of a, I'm a more generous rater than you are. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give bread a nine. When you give it an intro like that, you, it feels like you're going to not do the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just do the thing. <laughs> it's the old, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yes, you are a more generous um, giver of cup ratings than I. And again, I think you are. But I, I'm still going to be, I still think that when I give my ratings, they, they were well thought out and they are generous. And I am going to give it an eight. I think it deserves an eight. There are negatives, hence the uh, Great Fire of London. That was a big negative. I mean, that's quite a harsh negative because that's... No, but lots of fires have been started. That's just a very famous one. But then, that's not that's not bread's fault. That's health and well, safety's it, fault. It is, but it wouldn't happen if we didn't have to make bread. No, but then, I'm sure at some point we're going <laughs> to... I'm sure at some point we're going to um, review, like, air or oxygen. Yeah. Well, and are you going to knock it down? Problem. Are you going to knock it down because it cause it like helps fires burn? Uh, well, absolutely. It's harsh. Down for that. It is harsh, but you know you have to look at everything. Oxygen also can kill you if you get too much of it. 
gets to your brain or, or what have you. So, yeah, there are negatives to oxygen, but, you know, we will have to wait till our uh, our X people and as in people on the uh, <laughs> on X as opposed to people that used to be people. Um Tell us to uh, to review air, although air is not a bad one. I, I do think you've come across. Yes, there are negatives to air. There are negatives to everything. I mean, I think that's system. I think that's harsh. Yeah, uh, it is harsh, but that's how you you got to review. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're coming out at, at eight and a half. So that's yeah. So it's a good like like I say, it's a good result. Eight and a half, eighty five percent. That's great. I'll take that. Yeah. Happy with that. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I could give it much more than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, like I, like I was saying before, at two G one C pod on uh, on X slash Twitter or whatever we call it these days. Let us know what you want us to review next. That's very very important. Mm. And of course, as you've noticed, we're reading out those five star reviews at a, a fast pace now. So uh, on to the next section, which I think Dan, we're going to have to let you uh, decide what that is. Yeah. So it's a it's a top ten as is often tradition uh, on the show. And it's actually linked to something I spoke about before. So it's Ridley Scott based. Uh, and actually, I think he's just been, if I'm not mistaken, he's just been knighted as well. I might have got that wrong. Really? Um, yeah. So, so it's a top 10 grossing Ridley Scott films. Now, okay. there is an issue with this because it's not inflation adjusted. So there are going to be a couple of glaring omissions, which we can come back to. Uh, Now, I I always think with these grossing ones, they should either be inflation adjusted or should be based on number of tickets sold. That seems the fairest way, number of people seen it. Because, well, for obvious reasons. But anyway, we're going to go with what it's got here. So number 10, Black Hawk Down. Okay, I mean, that was a popular film. There's a great film about, I think it was in Somalia, wasn't it? And they, the helicopter get, uh, helicopter crashes, and it's, um, it's got like an incredible cast. But I think before, a lot yeah, of them the cast famous. was huge. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. So Somalia, I think like though? Tom Hardy's in it, Orlando Bloom, Ewan McGregor. I think Ewan McGregor's already big, to be fair, but loads of what you would now think of cameos. But actually, yeah, Hartner, Eric Banner. Yeah. Jeremy, I mean, I'm reading this out. Orlando Bloom. Uh, I don't know all the names, but I am reading it in front of me now. And yeah, it's big, big names. But like you say, I do think a lot of them weren't huge at the time. No, 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 absolutely. Um, for many, many years. I saw it fairly recently. It's very good. I mean, it's not it's horrific, but it's, it's yeah, really good. Um, number nine. Now, I've seen the theatrical version of this. Apparently, there's a director's cut which is longer, but but better. Uh, yeah. 50 minutes more is the director's cut, which is a lot. Nearly an hour of extra stuff. Oh. Um, and it's Kingdom of Heaven. I don't think I ever saw Kingdom with, of Heaven. Uh, with um, Orlando Bloom, and it's it's about the Crusades. Yeah. Um, sort of sort of film I'm into, to be honest. Not, not, not Crusade-specific, but like <laughs> old-worldy like battles and stuff like that. Um I think it was quite good. I haven't seen the director's cut, um, but that sounds like a bit of a slog because the, the... Yeah, it's so much more stuff, isn't it? With, it would bring it over three hours. Oh. And to think, well, I mean, what... 50 minutes... I know all films get edited, obviously, but 50 yeah. minutes of stuff that actually the director thought should have been in it, but he wasn't allowed to keep in it, that's a lot. 
I feel like it's too much. That is a lot. Some of his films, he's got great ones, but I think some of them do fall short of the mark. Well, good segue to number eight, Alien Covenant. Oh, did he direct that? Mm. I didn't realize he directed it. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't like either of the new Alien films at all. I thought they were so self-absorbed. Is Covenant the first one, or was no. that, that was Prometheus? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I, I thought they were just full of what are meant to be the most gifted people in space doing space stuff, doing the dumbest things. I remember one of them, they were on this alien planet. Mm. One of them decides to take off his helmet, unzip his flyers and do a pee in mm. this alien planet. They know nothing about <laughs> you're, 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 one. You're taking a risk. And two, surely at this point, considering you can do this now, they have ways of, relieving oneself while still wearing the suit. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a design flaw. It's just so like... <laughs> yeah, I just thought those films took themselves so seriously. It was like trying to the discovery of the creation of man or whatever. You just watch Alien One and Two and that's that's how you do a good film. I mean, the bit that annoyed me in Prometheus and spoiler alert, we're gonna to come to Prometheus, um, was when the, so there's like a their ship is like the shape of a ring. It's like yeah. circular with nothing in the middle, like a big, like a wide donut, like a frictionless circle, like a frictionless circle, yeah. And it's it's in the air, and it and it crashes, and as it's coming crashing down, it's like lengthways, if that makes yeah. sense. And I Charlie's Theron is one of the people running away from. It. I think she's the baddie, and yeah. she's running away from the ship that's coming to crash down. But all she has to do is turn left or right, yeah, left, and she'd be all right. But she walk, she runs straight, and it falls in there. Yeah, that that annoyed me. Because Both someone's made decisions. Someone, someone must have watched that when, or thought about it when they were filming it and thought, oh, no, 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 this doesn't quite work. Oh, actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Just get on with it. Yeah, exactly. We haven't got a way out. Um, I actually didn't mind Alien Covenant, to be honest. Oh, it's so boring. I never want to watch that ever again. And I reckon if you watched it again, you'd be bored. There's another one coming out. Yeah, and I will um, probably watch that. But yeah. I don't know why. Um, number seven. Oh, I should have said sorry. I should have said how much these made. So, yeah. um, uh, reversing, so Black Hawk Down, one hundred and seventy-three million. This is all in yeah. dollars. Uh, Kingdom of Heaven, two hundred and eighteen, and Alien Covenant, two hundred and forty-one, which I imagine was probably a bit of a disappointment because that's twenty seventeen. But then coming at number six, uh, sorry, number seven, we have American Gangster. That's an excellent film. So Russell Crowe and Denzel Washington. I can't yeah, really I've, remember. I have seen it, but I can't really remember. It's based it. on a true story about this. Uh, Denzel Washington plays this gangster that was in America, Harlem, and mm. effectively he was responsible for some very, very cheap heroin. That's right. Um, and uh, the way he got it so cheap is he got a very good. Um, I think it was in Vietnam. Got a good basically supply chain going where he would basically transport the the heroin or what you needed to make the heroin uh, mm. in the uh, the bodies of the uh, soldiers that had died sadly in the war. Oh, really? I can't, and, I can't um, remember it at all. I think it was, um, I had a special name, like Blue Lightning or something. He, basically, he was this guy that tried to brand his heroin so you knew exactly what it was. Oh, right. And he, he was also smart. He was. This was a time where a lot of gangsters in those days were a little bit too much like showing off their money. He had mm. similar scenes in Goodfellas where Robert De Niro is like telling people off for buying. Oh, really nice cars. Coat, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he um, 
was similar in thought of like don't you know don't uh don't be the brightest person in the room because that's what they're going to look at. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's, it's, uh, if you haven't seen it or you don't remember it, I highly recommend it. Uh, it came out in 2007, yeah. which is getting on for 20 years ago. Yeah, it's um, Jesus Christ. Um, so I might have to rewatch that because I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, um, it's a good gangster. It's a good modern day. Well, it's 20 years old, but a good modern day gangster film. Mm. Like, really, really, really good. I highly recommend that one. Um, that made 270 million. And coming at number six, so this is from 2014, which feels like it should be last year, but it's now 10 years ago. Again, anyway, um, is Exodus, Gods and Kings. So this is a biblical story. So it's uh, Christian Bale is Moses. So it's coming out of Egypt. Yeah. So it's just, uh, kind of coming out. They never of, do um, the biblical films very well, do they? Not so much now, no. Um, I don't think I actually ever saw this. Because now that you actually mentioned what it's about, I'd probably be quite interested to watch it. Yeah, it's, but, not, um, it's not bad. I mean, The Ten Commandments was good. The old film from, like, I think the... Yeah, but that's 50s. so long. It's very long. It's like, I think it might even be a four-hour. No, it's I don't huge. think it's a four-hour, but it's bloody long. Cleopatra, it, I think, was four hours, which is oh, too long. It's too long, four hours. Yeah, I mean that's that is a long time. I mean, like, um, again, if the film deserves it, then fine. But they rarely do. No, I mean, I think part of it is because nowadays the effects are kind of all the same. Like effects are good in all films, so there's nothing that you watch now. Three hours and forty minutes for what for? Um, so quite close. Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. Yeah. Bloody hell! Okay, it's far longer. Yeah, Ten Commandments. Sorry. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, I think yeah, now because. Because all these big blockbusters, the effects tend to be so good. It's just not special anymore. Do you know what I mean? So you see, but I don't think the effects like... are quite as good as they used to be because I think they're too obviously special effects as opposed That's, to. No, but I, th- I don't know. I think in in a lot of cases you see me and it doesn't take like when you first saw Jurassic Park, like me, you're probably like, "Oh my god, I can't believe what I'm seeing. This is incredible." Whereas yes, now but that it's was just. A that was a mixture of um, no, I disagree. I think a lot of the effects in Jurassic Park hold up very well, and the ones that hold up the best are the ones that were models, not CGI. No, I agree. They hold up best, but nowadays, but nowadays the CGI. I know you can have ropey CGI. But... No, but even something like the Avengers. You watch the Avengers and you think, "Wow, that's amazing." Then you watch it again on your, again on your television at home, like four or five years later, and you look at it, you go, mm, "Looks a little bit ropey now." In some cases. Yes, I agree. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park does, does still stand up. But I think yeah, in terms I, I of think the effects... Star Wars still stands up because they use models. Mm. I think that's the, yeah. that's the important thing, where CGI, actually, the better your television gets, the easier it is to, to kind of see through it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Marvel films, the CGI is terrible, to be fair. Yeah, it does seem, does seem to be the way. But actually, um... I think films are getting longer again. Yeah. They don't need to be. Yeah. They're like these superhero films don't need to be three and a half hours. What was that one that was four hours? The Irishman. Superman. No, no. Oh, you're talking about um superhero films? Yeah, it was another director's oh. cut. Uh Justice League. Yeah, that's it. It was like four hours long. It's too long. It's, that was direct it's... but that was a director's cut to be fair. Yeah, true. But one the non director's cut I hear was terrible, but mm. The, like four hours long, you're taking yourself too seriously. If 
bunch of people that dress up in like weird costumes doing weird stuff like have fun with it but come on they they mm. they're really taking themselves too far too seriously um so that made 268 million well, that's good. I mean, they've gone for the religious card as well, so that can be an inbuilt audience. Yeah, although strangely on this list, number seven seems to have made $2 million more. But anyway, let's tell you that fact. Um, number five, we've got Robin Hood. So this is the Russell Crowe. So this is the Russell yeah, Crowe yeah. one. Um, and I didn't either, to be honest, because by all accounts, it, it wasn't very good. Um, just, yeah, there's nothing about it that... I mean, once you see the Kevin Costner one, you're like, okay, they've done Robin Hood, it's finished, it's can never be bettered. No, I mean, the only, I, I assume and hope Russell Crowe actually did an English accent rather than uh, Kevin Costner didn't bother. I think he did, and I think he was a bit chastised for it because yeah, I don't think it was very good. Well, I hope he did an actual Nottingham accent. That would be good. <laughs> well, <laughs> take what you get, I guess. But no, no interest uh, in... I never had any interest in... I watched it. I did, I'm surprised it did so well. Well, I, you say it did very well, but that probably didn't do very well in comparison to what they spent on it. Yeah, so 322 million it made. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of money in, but if it was 200 million to make, then Mm. that's Mm. the problem. Number four, so 2001, so it's over 20 years old, is Hannibal. Mm. I mean, I didn't realise he made that. I didn't, again, Silence of the Lambs, excellent, excellent film. Didn't really like any of the others. Actually, no, um, Red Dragon was okay. But um, no, Hannibal, I just found quite boring. Slow. Yeah, it was... I thought it was all right, to be honest. Nothing special. I mean, it wasn't a patch on Silence of the Lambs, obviously. No. Um, I do recommend Red Dragon, to be fair. I thought that has was... that still got Anthony Hopkins in it? It... Because um... they changed it, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I think I think he did. I think he is in it. I think he is. That's a long time since I've seen it. Cause think... it oh, maybe they did a prequel. No... Red Dragon was a prequel, wasn't it? Well, they've made two Red Dragons, I think. it's uh, uh, Well, I think it's called Manhunter, the original one, something like that. Yeah, that was with Brian Cox. Yeah. But they so... made, recently made a prequel as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. Well, I know they did a series. It's a um, Hannibal series. But uh, not, yeah. again, The Silence of the Lamb, truly a brilliant film. Oh, the others, not, not so much. So, uh, again, a bit of love for Red Dragon, but it's nothing in, in comparison. Um, number three, Prometheus. Oh. Here we go. Here we go. Four hundred three million. Like all these brilliant, brilliant scientists and navigators and stuff, they get to this alien planet, and the first thing that happens is the navigator gets lost when they're walking around. It's like <laughs> these are meant to be the best of the best, and they're all idiots. Well, and it's yeah, but... so easy to have made another film from like coming off of Aliens, if you will, where like. You just could have had this planet in with all these aliens that live there that have taken over all of those um, uh, residents or whatever they were called. Because mm. remember, that was a story of aliens where they basically were turning the planet into a livable planet. Yeah. You could easily go on from after that. I don't know why they kept struggling. Alien 3... It's not a great film, but I've got a bit more love for it nowadays. It's not as bad as it originally, yeah. It's not bad. No, I agree, but they had a lot of problems. But Alien 4, oh, that was There's bad. A, I think that's with the swimming alien. Although the one thing that is good is, you know, if you remember Alien 4, um, Sigourney Reaver throws a basketball behind her. First take, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it's just yeah. it goes in. It was never meant to like go in. They were just. It was not even meant to go in. It was no. They were going to superimpose it, and she like does it. Oh, and you can, I recommend you all look it up on YouTube. It's quite funny because you see the reaction of all the cast and the crew. She yeah. just got it perfectly. <laughs> it didn't even like bounce. It just went in perfectly. It was really funny. <laughs> um, I mean, Aliens is one of my favorite films. It's just amazing. Aliens is brilliant. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Um, so we're going to skirt over Prometheus a little bit because it wasn't great. So it's four hundred and three million um, that made. Then we get to number two. So to be honest, one of my favourite films, Gladiator. It is a good film. Ah, oh, it's an amazing. There's a sequel. You know they're currently it. making Gladiator two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about his um, the little boy Lucius. Did he, did he, oh, that little boy. I, so his sister's. I really got much. The, the Emperor's sister's son. Yeah, I just leave it alone. Write a different film, you know? It doesn't need to be made. Well, for all intents and purposes, it is going to be a different film, isn't it? Yeah, but they're this... stealing the name. It's like the Ghostbusters with the uh, the ladies in it. Just write something different. Don't just steal the name. It's so different to the original two. That... Mm. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I'm looking forward to it, though. I mean, I love the film. I mean, it is yeah. nice. I mean, he's just done... Um, Napoleon, which I've heard very mixed things about, but I've heard it's terrible. Yeah, I've heard. Well, I've heard. Like he said, it, well, I just think it, even if this is true, you don't say it. He said something like, "I haven't read any books in Napoleon, of which there are many, many." He's like, "I let the historians do that, and they just tell me what it is." So it's like you've not made any attempt to like make this factually true. No, and I like no. a nice factual film. I do as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but no, I've heard Napoleon's. I, I will watch it when it comes out on television at some point, but I've, I've heard very mixed things, but moving on. Uh, and to number one, then. So is The Martian. Is his number one? Yeah, $630 million. I'm very surprised at that. Well, there's a couple of... Well, so first of all, The Martian. I think it's not a bad film. I've seen it once. I don't know. I enjoyed the film. I think it's a good film. I'm surprised it's his number one film. I'm surprised it's above Alien and Blade Runner. And... Well, so those are the two omissions that I was... Um, yeah. thinking of and that's because it's done on gross uh i suppose they so didn't do that well nice uh, an alien was like blade runner is certainly a bit of a sleeper a hit more of a cult film back. i love i think blade runner is incredible i not such a fan blade of blade. number two i know uh, blade runner but i'm so, when i first saw the list i thought they, they have to be in it but then it's not inflation adjusted and yeah it's and like blade runner i don't think did that well in the cinema I never saw Legends. You ever see Legend? No. It's like the film where, um, oh, I forget his name, but he plays the devil. I think it might be Tim Curry, and it's got Tom Cruise in it. Uh, oh, it's Curry like a it. fantasy film. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. I know of it. I haven't seen it. Is that Ridley yeah. Scott? That's Ridley Scott, yeah. I mean, yeah. I do have a list up now of, uh, no. of things. Thelma and Louise is another big, big one. G.I. Jane. I mean, that got um, Thingy Bob slapped in, her fa- in his face at the Oscars a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, Chris Rock, yeah. quite funny times. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, there are a lot. He's he's done a lot of good films, that's for sure. Although I must say, although House of Gucci, that was a good Gucci film. Was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, House of Gucci, I thought was very good. But yeah, more recently, less interested in his films. I have to say. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen GI Jane. You know? No, I haven't either. I mean, I think when you when you watch Private Benjamin, it's all you need to know. Is that the Goldie Hall? Female. Yeah, that's the Goldie Hall one. 
she was nominated for an Oscar for that one. No, she wasn't. Really? I think she might have been. Let's oh. uh, do a, a quick live fact, fact check. check. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, uh, Goldie Hawn's got some good films. Overboard, that's a good one. With uh, uh, Kurt yeah. Russell, her future husband. That's her husband, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think this was the one that got her an Oscar nomination. Let's uh, let's find out very quickly. Nineteen eighty. And let's just uh, checking out on the old IMDb's, as uh, people like to call it. Uh, where are we for awards? You're going to need some filler music or some kind, but it was certainly uh, it was a big film. Hey, Goldie, uh, well, she's actually won an Oscar. She's won an Oscar. Yeah, she won it for Cactus Flower. I didn't know that in 1970. No. Yeah, I mean she's. Uh, I, she's I mean, I think she recently went back into acting. I must say. Uh, yeah, she was nominated for Private Benjamin. Yeah, which I did not think that was a. I didn't a film worthy of a. Well, then again, like nowadays, I don't know what your views on the Oscars are nowadays, but oh, not not interested in the Oscars anymore. Um, oh, you know what? Most important thing is me and Goldie Horn share a birthday, which I had no idea of. So oh, well, there you go. Up, there she's you gone go. up another notch in my book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I did always like, like, I think she's a good comedy actress. But yeah, 1981, she was nominated for the Oscar for it. Hmm. But yeah, like what was that like? The last few films that have won Oscars, I've just no interest. There was one that was, uh, yeah, there's been a few. I just not, I just find them so boring. Well, maybe because it's although scary. everything, everywhere, all at once, I wouldn't describe as boring. But I, I found, I actually found it a bit boring. No, really, I didn't find it boring. I just found it a bit crazy. And I thought again, I didn't think it was a terrible film, but it wasn't Oscar worthy. I didn't get, I didn't finish it. I tried it three times, didn't finish it because if you told me what it was about, I think right, that's right on my street. But I just couldn't, just didn't care. Just couldn't get into it. Nah, I mean, I, I thought it was a fun film. I just, I didn't love it. Um, but I think it's the Oscars probably in a month or two. So maybe we'll have a, an Oscar special. Yeah, Oscar special where we review all the uh, all the films I'm not going to watch. It's kind of how <laughs> I see it now. Uh, sadly, I'm not, not that interested in the Oscars anymore. And I think if you look at their viewing figures, I think a lot of people would agree. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. With, uh, with that sort of thing. But anyway, yeah, so that's that's Ridley Scott. Hmm. Good films, but yeah, I mean, we Alien to... not being there is very upsetting as well. We need to rate I this. I actually think Alien is better than Aliens. I prefer Aliens, I have to say. Aliens is an excellent film, but, well, I mean, they they both have their place. Uh, let me put it that way, because I don't want to sound like I'm crapping on Aliens, because I do like it. Um, but, um, what are you giving this yeah. out of 10? Well, this, this list. This, this list. Do you want me to quickly run oh, through it? Yeah, go on. Let's do a little rundown. So, um, Black Hawk Down, uh, Kingdom of Heaven, yep. Alien Covenant, oh, yes. uh, American Gangster, Exodus, Robin Hood, uh, Hannibal, Prometheus, Gladiator, and The Martian. So, if you're stuck on a desert island and you can oh, only watch these... That's a very interesting things. one, actually. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half. Because it's just some of those really bring it down, and Prometheus and the uh, Covenant, oh, they bring it down hugely. I think Hannibal makes it suffer, not terribly, but still suffers. Mm. Um, but things like American Gangster, I haven't seen Kingdom of Heaven, so it's hard to judge. But 
Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And the Exodus one, the same. Haven't seen it, but I wouldn't mind seeing it. Surprised how's your Gucci uh, wasn't in there? I'm surprised as well, actually, because bearing in mind number ten made 173 million dollars i would have thought house yeah. would have made more than that but yeah, yeah i mean it's, it could be a flawed list but who knows um, it might have been covid times that may have hurt it possibly possibly but house Gucci wasn't that long ago so it might have been covid and just straight to yeah. straight to streaming i guess what um, would you give it i'm gonna actually give it the same same wow. i think this um, Someone only... really must have hurt you with that one. <laughs> the only outstanding film there, I would say, is Gladiator. And there's some other films there where... American Gangster is excellent. You need to watch that again. Well, it's yeah, I do need to rewatch that. But the, the others that I've seen, a lot of them, if I don't see them again, I'm not that bothered. If they were on TV, yeah. I really watch much live TV. But if they're on live yeah. TV, would I watch them? Not, maybe, not sure. Yeah, I, I certainly indeed. wouldn't go to them on streaming and think, oh, I need to watch that again. Apart from yeah, that. That's, that's fair. Okay, well, that's the that's Ridley okay. Scott done. Yeah. Uh, not, his, not his career, but his best-selling stuff. And uh, we will see you next time. Let us know what you want us to review at 2G1C Pod. Have a great new year. We'll see you in the new year. Take it easy. Cheerio.